0: Romans 13. We'll begin reading in verse 11 again, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof let's pray Brother jt would you pray for us
1: Yes. Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege to come together and assemble and and study your word once again. Lord, we've been blessed, especially we in this nation, Lord, that we have the
0: opportunity to come and work. Hmm.
1: Lord, many places we know that they don't have that privilege. Right. Yes. Lord, we have many things to be thankful for. But we thank you, Lord, most of all, for your word that you've given to us. It might lead, guide, and direct us in the ways of holiness. Hmm. Lord, always be with us when we come assembled together. And we ask your blessings this morning also upon your servant Yes. has come to bring that word and open his mind and open his
0: Amen. Did you hear that, Anita? That was real close. To so another prayer. Brother JT said, "Lead, guide, and direct us." You, you can sit down. I, I didn't say you may be seated, but everybody just kind of sat down, so I didn't and and you didn't. But yeah, you know, you can if you want to. Yeah, if it helps, you know. But uh, but um, you know what you said there. There there's every time I listen to a, a message by Martin Lloyd-Jones, there's components of his prayer. You know, he'll he'll begin to pray about whatever the particular things are on his mind, but he always ends his prayer the same way. I mean, you're hearing it, and you, can, you know what he's going to say next because he says the same thing every time. Well, my grandfather, every time he would pray, part of his prayer would be guide, guard, and direct us. So it made me think about him this morning, you saying that. But um, the other thing was saying that we have a lot to be thankful for. And I thought about the passage of Scripture that says to enter into his courts with what? Thanksgiving. We're to come with Thanksgiving. So uh, Thanksgiving isn't something that happens once a year, right? Not in the Christian household. It happens daily. Um, so this morning, I I, I know I'm not going to get through everything that uh, that I have before me. And I didn't even get everything that I had at the house into what I have before me. Um, so maybe that's why. Maybe because I'm at the find an, a, a stopping point somewhere in between here. But we have the imagery in what we've been reading these past few weeks about putting things off and putting things on. Um, the, on the putting off side of things. It's, it, we, it's mentioned there, but it talks about works of night and darkness. Um, get into, speaking of honesty, Paul gets real honest and he says, uh, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and in ev- envying. Uh, let me just ask, I, I know I read from the King James still, so I know some of the words are older and they're not really in our vocabulary, but um, I know some of you have, you know, other other versions, and since Donnie hasn't taken off to any other part of the—I'm joking—other part of the Bible. <laughs> what if you if you read verse thirteen, brother? This is yep. There you go. So that gives you a little bit more of a definition of what those words have to do with. Um, you think about men in, in power. I mean, that's, that's something that men can be drunk on. Um, you think about, you know, we're not to love money, right? And love of money is the root of what? All sorts of evil, right? So that's not something we're to love, that, but that is an area without doubt that all of us could easily fall prey to thinking in those terms and, and loving those things because of what those things, you know, loving money because of what it can buy. Um, but you think about some of the things that have happened in people's lives, just out of the pursuit and the love, um, that the covetousness that existed within them, you know, for money. Um, you know, dad and I were having a conversation the other day and, and, um, he was he was kinda saying, you know, I know when y'all were growing up and, and we have this conversation in our household too. And I, I think ours goes like this with with the girls because like yesterday, as a matter of fact, it came up. We're in a store and Anna says, Oh, that's cute or that's pretty or that's nice or whatever and I'm like, Do you want it? And and um just asking and she's like, No, I'll just make a comment about it. Um, you know, that was her cue at that point to say, Oh yeah, I like that, can I have it? You know, but she didn't. Um, I mean, she got a mirror yesterday that was, that was this price, and her mom was saying, well, don't you want a different one? And I'm thinking, no, that one's fine, you know, uh, because the other ones we were looking at, they were like twice the price, and Anna's like, no, I don't want to spend any more. That one will work, and I'm like, good girl, you know. Um, but when Andrew and Rebecca were little, it was like, Dad, please, can I have that? I'm like, well, we can't, we can't do that, son. You know, so it's a different, it's a different set of, of kids in a way. There's 10 years between them, and, you know, they got, there's some, there's some trade-offs, because they got the young dad, you know, they got the old dad, but they got the poor dad, and they got the not so poor dad. I'm not rich, but but they got the not so poor dad. So it's a it's a little bit different. But my point is, you know, in, in thinking in those terms, that that um, you know we can we can love the world. We have that capability. We could fall prey to that. We could love the things of the world, but the scriptures plain about that, and telling us that the love of the Father is not in those things. You know, it's, it's of the world. Um, but there are some things we're to put off that are... Think of things in terms of things that are not loving. Because even in what, you know, Donnie gave us a little bit more of a definition of what these words that I read out of the King James were, um, and I'll give you a better definition, you know, even a f- further definition, not a better necessarily, but more of a definition of them as we go along. Um, but when we think about those things that are mentioned in verse number 13, they really are things that, that are applicable... Um, To what we were reading in the preceding verses like verse number 10 love works no ill towards his neighbor Um, we're to love our neighbor as ourselves so if we really love our neighbor we made that point you know we made that point didn't we if we really were loving then we wouldn't treat our neighbor in a way that displeased God if we really loved our neighbor if we really loved God you know, with all of our hearts, then, you know, if that was continually upon us, and this is, this is where it comes into, you know, connection for me with putting on Christ. You know, if we're really loving the Lord, then there's some things that we're not going to do. I mean, if we're really focused on loving the Lord and walking in Him, then there's some things that we're not going to do. Now, I'm not saying those things might not come to your mind, and you might not be tempted to say something to somebody because they said something to you, you know, but if we're really loving the Lord. And we're like, Lord, you wouldn't want me to speak that way, so I'm not going to speak that way. Lord, you wouldn't want me to say this to that person, so I'm not going to say that. Um, You know, I only want what's edifying uh, to come forth. You you think about, we were were talking this morning about the fullness of the Spirit and Christ. Um, In in the Psalms, it talks about His lips overflowing with grace. You know, I would like for my lips to overflow with, with grace towards my wife, towards my children, towards my parents, towards my mother-in-law, towards my brothers, towards everybody, you know, here. I uh, just overflow with grace. I've, have you not known people that, that that was more evident in their lives? I mean, every time you got around them, they were just such a blessing I mean there's things that would a normal course of conversation just would flow out of their mouths and they weren't saying those things you know to, to be thought well of or to say well you know I know so much more scripture than you do you know or something of that nature along you know the lines of pride you know it was it was simply it was just real you know it was a part yeah it was automatic it was a part of their their thought process and what why why is that they're putting on Christ uh they're they you want to look at the one of the words i used this morning already they're they're marinated <laughs> in christ i want to be marinated in christ um i want you to be marinated in christ you know i, I think in terms when we when you, when you think about that that i just said you know paul talking about you know being with those he was with and preaching unto them until he saw christ formed in them now it wasn't that christ wasn't in them but we want to see christ on the outside um, you know, it, it, you, you think about a, a coal or a, you know, maybe a fire that that um, I don't think y'all are going to have a chance to do that because I think most of the parks don't want you building fires. You can do you know like their grills and stuff, but not fires. But but um, you think about campfires. I mean, I can think about fires that we would even have when they were branding cattle, and and Dad did the same. I didn't know he had done it until I had done it. Because somebody said, your dad did the same thing when he was a kid. But, you know, we were down there the next day, and you know what I did, Brother JT? I ran through the ashes. I thought that would be a neat thing to do, you know, and found out there were coals down there. And my mom didn't really like it because she may not remember this, but it was a brand-new pair of shoes. Um, and now they had holes, you know, in them because the coals had burned through, you know, them um, so— Um, but you think about you think about coals you know in a fire like that and how that if you if you if you work with it and fan it you know you can actually get a fire back out of that again and so here you have the life of Christ within you fan the flame you know Uh, I I was using an illustration with somebody this week about because here we are in construction you know so it was somebody that was in the construction field with us and I was talking to them about the things of of Christ and I said you don't take a bucket of paint right? And Sister Carolyn knows what I'm going to say, and just open the lid and start putting it on the wall. Not a good idea. You know, you're going to end up with a lot of pigment and things in the bottom of that can, and and you're going to have a very uneven, you know, paint job. You may get a little bit of color down here, but if if you can get your paintbrush in all that pigment that's left in the bottom, it's going to be really dark when you get down there. We need to be stirred. You know, Lord, stir us. You know, in thinking about putting on Christ, we need to be stirred. Um, That's, and that's Imagery that Paul, not Paul, but Peter uses, doesn't it? I mean, he talks about st- stirring them up in their remembrance. Um, so we need to be stirred. It, it, like we said before already, we know these things that are being spoken, but we need to be stirred up. We need to be reminded. We can become so forgetful. Um, But we're given the imagery also of not not just putting things off, like things that aren't loving, things that aren't edifying, things that aren't honoring and pleasing to God, putting those things off, but we're also to put some things on. We're to put on Christ. We mentioned that. Put on the armor of light. You know, we saw that last week. Uh, Thinking about people that, for them, the latest style, um, the latest... you know designer i mean it's just all the rage and all the rave with them and they've got to have the newest of this or that and they you know they they, they 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 don't feel like that they've they they can really walk out the door unless they've got i don't even know what popular designers are today you know i remember back in you know in my mind as a kid you know christian dior and things like that um and i don't know that's popular even anymore but <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I, that young man back there behind you, he, he's, he's got a, pair, a few pairs like that. Um, but they're not because he bought them that way. They're because he's out working and they <laughs> ended up that way. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, brother. They do buy, buy jeans with holes in them. Uh, I can remember when I was a kid, mom would take me to Sears because you know what they sold there? Anybody? Tough skins. <laughs> had the reinforced knees. Yeah. Needed those. Mom didn't have to patch those as much, you know, had reinforced knees. So, but, you know, some people, that the finest designers, I mean, they take much pride in wearing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't look nice. And you all look nice today. You know, we shouldn't look nice. We should. I mean, take some some uh, time for, as far as your personal appearance is concerned. I mean, I didn't just walk up here in the pulpit this morning and not shower, shave, or, or fix my hair. You know, I could have been, I mean, you ought to see it when I wake up. It's like everywhere, you know. Uh, I have that kind, of, that kind of hair, you know. It's just like it's all over the place. But, um, you know, we we, we we do have some respect, you know, for ourselves and for other people in regards to that. Um, but, you know, there's people that it's just whatever's in style, whatever's in vogue, you know, they've got to have it. They It's like loving money. They love that. I mean, you can love all sorts of things, right? They love that. Um, they take great pride in that. I mean, scripture speaks in that regard i mean in this instance it's not lost on us as men but in this instance it's peter's talking to the women you know and he says as as far as adorning and adornment you know that that um and things you put on you know the words we're talking about physical things right now but it says who's adorning let it not be that outward adorning of the plating of the hair and wearing of gold and putting on apparel but what's 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 of, of great price in god's sight you know, what does God look upon? He looks upon the what? The heart. Looks upon the heart. So that fourth verse says, Let it be the hidden man. That I mean, this day in which we live, that's all the reason I have to... It even comes to my mind to even say anything. But you know that's not saying just a man. You know, we're talking about mankind, you know. Um, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. I mean, isn't a person who's of a meek and a quiet spirit, a person that's humble, a person that's approachable, uh, isn't that a pleasant person, you know, to even be around for us? You know, a person that's humble, I mean, easy to be entreated, entreated, yes, actually easily entreated, Um, whereas a person that's loud and and boisterous, and and they're full of themselves, and they really don't, they'd rather not give you the time of day, I mean, not a very pleasant type of person, you know, to be around. I mean, we we understand that even, you know, from a natural standpoint. And we also know that a person can be really pretty on the outside or really handsome on the, ins- on, the on the outside, but inside whew, you wouldn't want to marry that. You know. You know what? That that on the outside, <laughs> that on the outside is going to fade. Even if the beauty, if they retain their beauty, it's going to fade because inside it's just ugly and filthy and rotten to the core. Um, I'm tempted to say it, neither, but you know, beauty is only uh, yeah. You're thinking it already. Um, y'all want to hear it? Okay, beauty is only skin deep, but ugly's to the bone. Beauty will fade away, but ugly will hold its own, and that's not just talking about the outside, right? That's not talking about the outside. We're talking about inside. And I can hear my mom saying, you know, as a girl, you know, and Aunt Martha would say the same, pretty is as pretty does, you know. Um, So, you know, some of those things help in some respects, but we know we're talking about the spiritual. We know we're talking about putting on Christ. We know we're talking about, like we sing, let others see jesus in you right yeah um so others seeing christ in us that's what we want to be seen i don't want to be seen for me necessarily but i want to be seen for christ now you know donna used to skateboard donna used to bmx he used to do some of those things but you know and and in those days, I guess you may not have known the Lord. I don't know if any of those days you did. I know you you raced some in your older years and decided to give it up. But but you know what? As a Christian and doing those things, is it wrong to do those things? No, it's not wrong to do those things. So we make it too old for those things, but it's not wrong to do those things. But but if we do those things, what do we want to be known for? You know that I that I can you know out pedal everybody on the on the on the track. You know that I can. I may be known for that, but what people may know me for that reason, you know, but what do I want to be known for as a believer? I want people to see Christ. I want Christ to be seen, you know, in me Uh, because some of those people can be known for the other thing and they can be really ugly people to be around because they're better than you are and they don't have any time, you know, for you as far as that is concerned. Um, So, You know, what does the latest fashion, you know, mean in the sight of God? What does the the fastest man on the earth mean in the sight of God? Um, You know, apart from the heart. Um, Apart from the heart. Now, can the person be those things, you know, and and, and their heart be right with God? Yeah, I mean, it can be. Um, So, but what what the Lord's, I'm not likely going to be the fastest man on the earth. I'm pretty sure, you know, that's not going to happen. Now, you laugh, Cohen, but I was pretty quick when I was in high school. Um, but uh, I'm likely not, I wasn't that quick, but <clears throat> I'm likely not going to be that. So I can't be known for that. You know, I, I can't be known for my, my, my Aquarian, you know, um, skills. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't ride as much as, as I didn't say Aquarium, right? Aquarian. I'm not known for my 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 horse, you know, riding skills. Um, I don't even know that's how you say that, you know. So I'm not known for those things. But what can I be known for? What can you be known for? What can we be known for? What did we say last week? Brother Conrad said the best thing that could get out about Cheetah Baptist Church is that God is in the midst of those people. Yeah, yeah. So we can be known for that person's. A believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. That person's a Christian. I mean, they could know that if they had a question and they wanted to know the reason for the hope that we have, they can come to us and ask us, right? Um, but we want to be known for the, as those that, I mean, I'm concerned about giving God the glory. I'm concerned about him being glorified. Whatever I do, whether I eat, drink, whatsoever I do, that I do all of the glory of God, I'm, I'm concerned about being known for that. I mean, there's things that come to mind, aren't there? I mean, if you hear the word or the, you hear the name J T Jordan, there's going to be some things that are going to be associated, you know, with who he is. Um, you know, if, if you hear, you know, Martha Satterfield, there's some things that are associated. You know, if, if if you hear Donnie Cooper, there's some things that come to mind. You know, what do we want to be known for? Um, not because you know I've got the latest and greatest of whatever that may be, you know, vehicle or whatever, you know, but because I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I want to put on Christ so that, that can be seen. I mean, people put those other things on, don't they? I mean, I bought a shirt yesterday because of what it had on it. Yeah? I mean, right there on the pocket, you know what it had there? It's a long sleeve shirt. I'm going to be wearing it when it gets colder. Not now, you know, but it, it, it's there's a brand that, that's my last name. It's, it's, it's a little bitty, but it says Lee right there. I thought, well, that's kind of neat. You know, I bought it because it had that on there, you know. Uh, well... You know, we're, we're not really you know, wanting people to know us for that, you know, but, but because Christ is on us, right? I mean, we're to put on Christ. We want to be known because Christ is on us. I mean, I, I've, I've told you before about some of the biographies that I've read of, of men. I mean, they would walk down the street. They were godly men. And as they, I've never had anybody do this in my presence, but walk down the street and men would take off their hat, as they walked by not because they were the president of the united states not because they were some important businessman but because they were godly men you know they were godly men and it's not that you don't have that kind of experience i've mentioned it to you before right there are people that say things and they'll say i'm sorry they know who you are they know who you are um I oftentimes tell them, well, you don't have to ask for my forgiveness. There's one that you need to repent unto, um, and it won't be me. There's one that you're going to give an account unto, and it's not me. Um, you know, so it, even those things give opportunities, don't they? Um, so you know, what, what, does, what, what does God look at? He, like I said, he looks upon, uh, upon the heart. Um, you know, we used that illustration already this morning. I won't spend a lot of time here, you know, but we used that illustration of Saul's armor and, and David on the battlefield before Goliath. You know, what did David go forth in? We're to put on Christ. You know, so as we, in, in one sense, we're talking about the fact that we want others to see Christ in us, but also we're going forth in, in the strength of the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I mean, you have that, that ungodly person in the workplace, what are you bringing to bear? I mean, maybe they've made it very clear, abundantly clear, they don't want to hear anything from you about the things of God. What do you bring to bear upon them? Prayer. You know, we pray for our enemies, right? Uh, we sh- I can still do good, and they may not want to hear about the things of God, but, but I can still do good unto them and pray that the Lord would open their hearts and their eyes and their ears and their understanding to see and to know you know him and maybe they might ask you know that question of the reason of the hope that is within us um but but we're going forth in the lord's strength it's not in my strength um, because we could easily say well this is not going to do any good this is not going to make any difference it's not about you you know it's about what god's going to do in that situation you do what you can you know you do what you know is right and look to the lord because it's his strength and his power that's going to make any difference, not you. I mean, we can have a long conversation, a pleasant conversation with people about the things of God, and they can politely listen or maybe even be somewhat interested, you know, what we're having to say. But who's going to make the difference? You know, you know, Paul, you know, plants, Paulus waters. But what? What's the rest of it? Hmm? Yeah. God gives the increase Two different, two different versions, Right. The Lord makes it grow. God gives the increase. Um, so, yes, God's the one that's going to cause it to grow. I mean, is it not the same way? I mean, we, we made a stab at, an attempt at growing a garden out there, at and we got some things out of it, but, but who's the one that caused it to grow? I mean, I can go out there and fertilize it. I can, I can water it, you know, but I understand that God's the one that gives the increase. Uh, I do what I can do, you know. Um, I can fertilize the soil. I can, I can water the soil. You know, the, the seed can be scattered. Um, you know, the parable of the sower, there he is scattering the seed. You know, well, which one was fruitful? I and mean, there's some that fell upon, you know, the wayside, right? And nothing happened, you know, with it. There's others that fell in the rocky soil and it sprang up for a little while, you know, but then it got scorched. You know, so there's, there's things that happened to those different seeds. There's only one at the end, you know, that, that actually produced any fruit. And who's responsible for that? God is. Um, so we look unto Him, you know, in these situations and circumstances. Maybe hard cases. You know, I know parents that have some really hard cases, you know, with their children. Um, I, know, I know spouses that have some really hard cases, you know, in their marriage. Um, well, you know, I could, I could try to think that I could make a difference, you know, that, that I could change them. I'm not going to change them. I can't change them. Um, I can make them feel guilty, maybe, you know, feel bad about themselves, you know, for a little while, you know, but who's really going to change the heart? God's the one that's going to do that, you know, not us. So we look unto him. I'm not saying that we don't do anything. We sit back and say, well, God's going to do something. He's going to do something. But if not, nothing I can do. No, we are to do things, aren't we? You know, we know we are. We're to pray. We're to do good unto all men. You know, we understand that there's things that we are to do. But we know at the same time that God's the one that's going to give the increase. So it it, it really tracks with David in Saul's armor, you know, in that sense, doesn't it? And David going out in the strength of the Lord. I mean, if he went out in Saul's armor, he's not going to, you know, that's not going to protect him. That's not going to give him the victory. It's not going to guarantee him the victory. Uh, But what is? Um, How many times did you see David, Lord, shall we go up? Talking to my daughter yesterday, I'll bring up this trip again. It's on my mind, you know. I was telling her things that she's, You thought about this, You thought about that, you know. But I said, here's the main thing. Have you prayed about this? You know, that's the main thing. You think David stepped out on the da- battlefield against Goliath without that being a reality? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but it says in 1 Samuel seventeen thirty eight that Saul armed David with his armor. Saul did that. Saul armed David with his armor. And he put a helmet of brass upon his head. And he also armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor and he started to go out. It says he essayed to go. He's like, I haven't proved this. I can't go out in this. David said unto Saul, I can't go out with these, for I've not proved them. And David put them off him. So we're talking about putting some things off, right? David put them off him. So we could talk about a lot of negative things that we could put off, and we are to put those things off. But, but how about the things that like we have mentioned here in Romans 13? But how about self-confidence? That is a negative thing. I mean, when you're in that mode of thinking, you think it's a positive thing. Uh, but what about going in forth in our own strength? Um, I can do it. I mean, that's, I did it my way. You, know? um, you, you think about that picture of the woman, you know, and she got the bandana around her head. And, you know, we can do it. Um, no, we can't do it. We can't do it, but God can. We know the one who can. Um, and so that was, that was the whole point with David, wasn't it? He went forth in the strength that the Lord um, would work on his behalf. Um, and there is an armor that we can put on, isn't there? We have the armor of light mentioned here in our text. But we also, you know, see there in Ephesians 6, we see the whole armor of God, you know, that, that we're being told that we can, that we can put on. Um, I had a passage here I wanted to read in 2 Corinthians 6. Verse number 1 says, "...we then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he, hath, he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation." giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience. That's not a small thing. Put it on, right? If you're going to put on Christ, you're going to put this on. What? Patience. Patience. What, what works patience? How'd you get that patience? The Bible says tribulation worketh patience, right? But we're going to, have to put on patience. In much patience, there's going to be some afflictions those who live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer what persecution right in afflictions and necessities and distresses I mean if I'm in necessity then I'm gonna have to be content aren't I? I mean, if 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 the Lord has put me in a place where I'm in need I'm not saying that I don't pray and ask the Lord you know to help and supply in a need that I have but you know Paul said that he had learned in whatsoever state he was in there was to be what content so I go to the Lord and I say Lord Here's a need that I have, but I know that you know my need greater than I know my need. And so, Lord, I, I'll, I'll be content with where I am until you choose, till you deem best that that set of circumstances would change. Uh, so in necessities and distresses and stripes and imprisonments and tumults and labors and watchings and fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, that's been a theme today, hasn't it? already earlier today by the holy ghost by love unfeigned by the word of truth by the power of god by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left by honor and dishonor evil report and good report that makes sense of the honor and dishonor doesn't it some some people may give a good report of you some people may give you an evil report of you even though you've done nothing worthy of an evil report that's just hate speech right no, it's truth, and it's what you need to hear is the truth. Um, but by uh, evil report or good report, as deceivers and yet true. Not that we're deceivers, right? We're walking honestly, but we're being accused of being a deceiver. But we're true, as unknown and yet well known. Huh. I mean, I'd, what if you're unknown? Hmm. Well, I'm not content because I'm not more known. I've got preacher friends who are known. I've got preacher friends who are well known. And there have been some of them that have said, what are you doing here? And I've told you all about that. Well, I'm right where the Lord's put me, you know, and I'm not planning on going anywhere else. You know, until the Lord sends me somewhere else, if he ever does be content. You know, I've never sought to go anywhere else. Um, there have been people who've sought me, and I received a phone call not long ago. Are you looking for another church? No, I've got one. You know, I'm not looking for another one. Um, Any chance that's going to change? Mm, I don't think so. I said, but I'll let you know if the Lord, you know, um, puts something else upon my heart and mind. You know, and leads me in a different direction. But no. Um, so as unknown and yet well-known, well-done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Ah, I'm known by him. I've known of him. Who better to be known by? Who better to know? I mean, do I know all these supposed you know, popular celebrities? You know, what are they known for? Why would I want to know them? Except that they might know Christ because I would know them. Because they would know me, they might know Christ. But they're known in the world. They they have the favor of men. But what is that going to be in the end? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? How about the man who tore down his barns and built bigger ones and the Lord said, Thou fool, this night... Thy soul shall be required of thee. Whose then will these things be? You know, you can't take them with you. They're not going to provide you any comfort, you know, in in eternity. Whose then will these things be? Unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful and yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich. I've known some poor people I'm talking about physically poor, but their lives in Christ and the impact that they had upon me, they were some of the richest people on the face of the earth. As poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Doesn't the scripture say that? Hey, brother JT, doesn't the Bible tell us that all things are yours? You know, in Christ, all things are mine. You know, it, there's nothing that I have need of that that, that that's not given unto me. Um, you know, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's all his. It all belongs to him. There's nothing I have need of that he cannot supply and that he will not supply. But then, you know, here's these things. Go ahead, brother. What was it? Mm-hmm. Be patient. It's all His. Be patient. It's all His. And He's the one that gives the increase. I mean, we understand. Be content. Be patient. Wait upon Him. I mean, is it, here's this person I'm praying for. Could the Lord not, could not work in that situation immediately in that moment? Yeah, He could. But God's ways, God's thoughts not mine you know they're higher much higher as as the heavens are higher above the earth they're higher be patient wait upon the lord it's not that you haven't been heard he's heard you he's heard your cries he's heard your pleas wait upon him continue to bring the thing before him say lord here's this still here i am again lord here's this thing again you know it, it, it was particularly hard today you know it it pressed a few buttons in my life today that that um, hey, here I am again I, I I know I'm not bringing this before you because you haven't heard, uh, but I'm just seeking to be fervent to be earnest, be honest bring the, you've told me to cast my cares upon you, and so here I am again, Lord, and here this thing is again lord and and I know it may not be the time for it lord, but i'm i'm just I'm looking and i'm I'm asking for strength to wait I, I want to be patient but You know how I feel about this, and it's hard. Um, So you see, I mean, we understand. You know, it's not the Lord hasn't heard us. Not the Lord's not going to act. So we're just looking to Him and waiting upon Him. Um, I mean, that's why you know we get to Ephesians six and you know all these things Paul's been saying. It says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." And then He tells us, "Put on the whole armor of God." I mean, you think about this helmet that we're called to put on. What's it called? Hmm? salvation i mean around i mean right there on my head my very thoughts are encased you know as it were in salvation and i'm to put that on i'm to put that on it's a helmet that i mean it's it's not the hair on my head that's there you know that's that's a part i'm to put these things on you know put on christ put on the helmet of salvation i mean we need to don't we I mean, we need. I mean, who are you? What do you have? What is yours? I mean, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Look who you are. Look who you know. Look who you're known by. I mean, you're a child of the King. We sing that hymn, till, don't we? Yeah, a child of the King. Right. What's it saying? I'm a child of the King. With Jesus, my Savior, I'm a child of the King. My Father is rich in houses and lands; He holds the wealth of the world in His hands. You know, it's His coffers are full. He goes on to say, "Silver and gold, <laughs> and that's nothing. That's nothing. My Father's rich in in more than just earthly treasures. My Father is rich in mercy. My Father is long suffering." My Father is gracious. My Father loves me more than I understand. My Father, you think about power. There is not a power in this, upon this earth or in this universe that can rival Him. That even begins to become close to the power that He possesses. Nothing can touch me that doesn't pass through his hand all things are working together for my good as his child i mean think about this helmet that you have that's upon your head um to be reminded of these things that are ours in christ put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil it's not our armor right how are we going to stand against the wiles of the devil it's going to be in the armor of god that we're going to stand against him For we wrestle not against flesh and blood we have some mighty foes uh, i think about you know the hymn that that luther you're know, talking about here they are drawn up in dread array and you think about that 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 phrase there i mean we we aren't really on a battlefield uh, but you can think about the army that we're opposing. They're drawn up in dread array. dread array, they're, they're, they're the, the weapons of their warfare, the, the, what they have at their disposal. Um, they, maybe they have a Goliath, you know, or maybe you know, it's their artillery, or maybe it's their cavalry, or it's, you know, whatever it may be. They're drawn up in dread array. Enough to make, you know, the, the mightiest man. You think about those men there on the battlefield when Goliath came out on, uh, on it, you know, not one of them wanted to go out and face him. They all shrunk back. You know, it's enough to make their hearts melt, you know, within them. Wasn't that the thing that was said, you know, about about those in Jericho? You know, we've heard of this God. You know, that was what Rahab, that's what she reported. We've heard of this God. We've heard how you've decimated, you know, these other, these other you know, peoples that you've, that you've come in contact with. God's given you the victory. Um, you know, so, I mean, we understand. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against Principalities and gets powers against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. How are you going to stand against that? I'm not in my own strength. I'm not sufficient of myself to think that I could overcome any of those forces of darkness. But my sufficiency is of what? God. My sufficiencies of God. Be strong in the Lord, the power of his mind. So wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore with your loins girt about with the truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod, shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Those of you who have horses, you know what it is to, for that word shod. That makes a little sense to you, I think. Um, but, you know, our, our feet are prepared. Think about how beautiful are the feet, right? How beautiful are the feet of those who are are, are preaching righteousness, who are bringing forth to us the truth. Does that have to be the person standing here? No, it's any of us, isn't it? I mean, you've come into a situation, you come into a person's life, and it's a mess. I mean, it is just a utter disaster. And you begin to tell them about the gospel. Well, they're glad they met you. You know, how beautiful are the feet of those. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Uh, well, there's evil people, that there's evil spirits that are, you know, behind those people, but the devil certainly is, he's going to take shots at you. I mean, do we see that this morning as we were looking at the Lord being tempted? I mean, he came at him, in, in those places that he felt like were the most vulnerable. And when he saw that wasn't working, he changed his tactics and came out a different way. So the devil's going to come at you and keep coming at you. And he's going to dog you every day of your life, your existence. There's not going to come a day. I've, I've known older brothers and sisters in Christ, and they have been careful to try to help me to understand This whole idea the world talks about, you know, the golden years, this whole idea of, you know, you can retire and and don't worry, be happy and all this kind of stuff. Don't you let yourself be lulled into a sleep because the devil's not going to leave you alone all the way to the end. But guess what? We've got this shield of faith to quench, you know, all the fiery darts, you know, that he would send our direction. And we mentioned already the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer. How are you going to get there? You better be praying. How are you going to make it through today? You better be praying. How are you going to make it through the next week? You better be praying. How are you going to make it through that circumstance or this situation? Praying with all prayer. Praying always. Pray without ceasing. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we're not going to go forth in Saul's armor, but we're going forth in the strength of the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. There's there's exceeding great and what precious promises that we have in this book that God's given unto us. Without this armor, this whole armor of God, uh, we're, we're naked and open to attack. You better put on the whole armor of God, otherwise you're naked and open to attack. You remember the seven sons of Skeva? Remember those in Scripture? Does that sound familiar? My, no? You don't remember them? Yeah, some of you? Yeah, they went forth, and they were casting out demons by what? The Jesus whom Paul preached. And they come upon some demons that said... Jesus, we know, and Paul, we know, but we don't know you. And they were attacked, um, you know, by those 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 demons. Um, so we go forth in the power and the might of His strength. Our life is a life lived by the power of another. You know, uh, we live by His power. We live by His strength. We go forth and fight in His strength. Um, our justification came by that power. Our sanctification is coming by that power too, isn't it? Um, second Timothy one, six was says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up. Think about that. I mentioned stirring earlier that you stir up the gift of God that is in you, right? Stir up the gift of God that is in you. It's, it's here within, stir it up and put it on, um, What are we being stirred by? Luke 21, 34 through 36 says, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with basically the things of this life. You'll be overwhelmed, overcome, consumed by the things, you know, of this life. It says, With surfeiting, with drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and so that that day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth, Watch you, therefore, and pray always that you... I know I've read some of these things to you, but I'm just trying to remind you. Watch you, therefore, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all the things, these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Do you speak to yourself? Hmm? You preach to yourself? You better be. I've, I've said that to you before. We need to be, right? I mean, I was thinking about it again this week because I was reading that passage in Ephesians 5.19 that says, speaking to yourselves. In what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, but we need to be speaking to ourselves, preaching to ourselves. Um, You know, we get afraid. We get cast down. Think about the psalmist. Why art thou cast down? O my soul, why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Right? We need to be speaking to ourselves. Put on Christ. Hope thou in God. We need to dwell upon the right things. Colossians 3.16. I still i am talking about this putting on Christ, right? Let the word of Christ dwell in you. How? Richly. Richly. This, this piano has a, a richer sound to it than the one we had before. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Be steeped. You ever steeped a, a glass of tea before? you know maybe maybe some people haven't done that um you know i don't know anna do you steep your ramen noodles i'm not sure she likes to eat those things um but but we've are we steeped in the thing are we steeped in scripture we steeped in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs are we steeped in the power of god you know are we steeped in putting upon you know christ we need to pay attention that we not just be hearers, but doers of the word. We're called not to let these things easily slip. We're called to hold fast. We're called to be steadfast. We're called to be unmovable. We're called to be ready. How can we except we put on Christ? How can we be ready? How could I ever be ready to face the devil in any day? (laughs) How can I be ready to face situations, you know, that that come up? How can I be ready except I put on Christ? you think about, I mean, I'm sure you've been in this situation before. I mean, somebody comes to you with a problem. Maybe you've never encountered a problem like that before. Uh, This thing just seems to be beyond you. Lord, help me in this situation to be of some help to this person. You know, they may not even know that I'm praying that. You know, but I'm going to the Lord and asking the Lord for help here. Maybe you ought to. Maybe you ought to stop and say, well, let's go to the Lord and ask the Lord for help here. Um, You know, but where am I looking? Where is my hope? what am i depending upon you know what am i what am i waiting i'm waiting upon him waiting upon him we're told to abide in him right we need to abide in him i mean how is it that i'm going to produce any fruit i mean the the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except to abide in the vine and no more can you except that you abide in me but if we abide in him we can bear much fruit right much fruit. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. So Paul's telling us to put off some things, to put on some things. And we just really kind of got started, you know, with that. And I know we didn't get very far, but, you know, it's, it's already, you know, time for us to and maybe you're, maybe you're tired. Maybe you're like, I'm glad we're stopping here and we can pick it up again next week because I'm not getting a whole lot. You know, I, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll be able to better present it to you next week. Maybe the Lord's like, you need to, you need to steepen this a little bit yourself a little more, you know, so that you, you have somewhat more to say um, than what you're saying now. But, you know, think about what the world's about. Money, power, sexual sins. Um, that's, that's what they're putting on. You know, all of those things we're called to put off. Um, You know, even in in line with those things that are mentioned, which are pretty severe, dark things, is strife and jealousy. Um, That may seem like a light thing, but it's not a light thing. Not in the sight of God. It's not a light thing. Put these things, you know, off. Um, I, I think about Lot after Sodom. His righteous soul was vexed day to day with the filthy conversation of the wicked and then just right after that you know we see him drunk and the evil that follows you know how we need to be on guard I mean his wife's just been turned to a pillar of salt Um, how we can be lulled to sleep you know how we can be overcome with the cares of this life I'm sure he was overcome by his wife was turned to a pillar of salt you know Um, I'm sure he's overcome by the things that have happened to Sodom and Gomorrah um yeah yeah you know so we can be overcome can't we yeah we how careful we need to be looking to the lord waiting patiently upon him and everything because the sorrows of this life those can overcome us you know people that can be completely debilitated um they're just frozen they can't they Last night, Teresa came upon, she was driving, came upon, there was, how many deer were there, five or six? Five? Um, be careful yeah, going back. There's right up the road here. Whole family, you know. But they couldn't decide what they wanted to do. She just sat there. We were at a complete stop. And they were just trying to figure out which way do I go, you know. Um, but we can be like that. We can be frozen. We don't need to be frozen. Um, you know, we'd be looking to the Lord. Lord, this hasn't caught you off guard. You know, this isn't beyond you. It's beyond me. I don't know what to do here, Lord. I'm I'm coming before you and asking you to help uh, because I don't know what to do. I I can't really see anything that I can do. Uh, But I know that's not where you are. Um, You you knew this day was coming long before it came. You knew this hour was coming long before it got here. You knew I was going to be here in this place not knowing what to do. Um, So I'm calling upon you um, to do what I cannot do. Well, if if we're drunk on the things of this world, we're probably not going to be in that place in our minds. We're going to be in a place where the devil dangles something before us and we're going after it, you know. But like we said last week, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed The by the renewing of your mind. Don't put on something that you're not, you know. Don't put on something that you're not. Put on what you are. Put on what you are. Well, if I don't stop, we'll keep going. So, we'll uh, we'll stop there this morning. And um, I thought I was going to finish Romans thirteen today, but that didn't happen. So. We'll carry this over till the Lord allows us to to meet again. Any other thoughts, you know, on these things? And I know I haven't I haven't really gotten in, you know, to the rest of the message, but but um, you know any other thoughts on these things? Not that you have to have any, I'm just asking. mm-hmm right the promise heirs according to the promise there's something to think about isn't it we, we just got a little bit sister Carolyn I mean there's a whole lot more coming we got the earnest of our inheritance um, and how glorious that is how wonderful that is! What the Lord has shown us of Himself and given unto us, what we have in Christ. You mean there's more? Yeah, there's more. It's like those commercials, right? But wait, there's more. There is more. There's much more. There's a fullness of the things that we've been made partakers of. Is what it is. There's a fullness of those things, and in uh, a fullness in the sense that there's there's it's not gonna being up and down it's going to be a completeness and fullness and a never-endingness in, in a sense if that's a word i don't know uh, yeah yes yeah can't cross it you know more and more into that that perfect day yeah same principle same principle and it's it's um, you know on, on on pliable's part as he's listening to christian read from his book he said you know it's it's he was so he's so caught up in the wonder of it. It's, it's more than one heart you know could wish for you know uh but in the end he turned and went back um but uh but you know here christian kept going along he was headed to that celestial city heading to that place that he knew was home you know those things are home the fullness of those things are home you know for us this world's not our home It's just an earnest of those things that we have but there's a completeness I mean I know we're complete in Christ you know but there's a completeness that's to come I mean thinking about it, being able to worship the Lord with the perfect mind and the perfect heart uh, to be able to love him perfectly to be able to adore him and understand perfectly know as we are in, I mean there's a fullness coming um She turned back. Yeah. She, she saw something else that her heart was after. Yeah, um, She went away for a little while. That's pliable, right? She went away for a little while, and then she returned. Her heart was back there. Our hearts are somewhere else, aren't they? Um, you know, heaven is my home. Um, I shall see my Father's face. I'll behold my Lord um, in all of His glory, and all of His splendor, and all of His wonder. Uh, I'll behold him. You know, think about God saying that he was going to smite Egypt with all of his wonders. Uh, that was plagues that came upon Egypt. Um, but we're talking about beholding all of his wonders in a, in a, in a positive way, you know, um, an inheritance in a sense, you know. Um, to be able to know, to be able to worship, to be able to... Um, think about being in the presence of those angels that are singing holy 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 lord god almighty and the post begin to shake because you know (laughs) um, we couldn't behold that now um not without falling dead you know like john did but but we shall behold um we'll be able to behold you know then you know the desire of moses that let me see your glory We'll be able to see His glory and live, you know. Be able to see His glory. All right. Well, let's let's stand. And maybe you're saying, "Well, the things you said this week are same. A lot of the same things said last week." Okay. Um, Maybe I needed to hear it again. (laughs) Maybe I needed to hear it again. Oh, the depths, right? Chapter 11, verse 33. Um, no, yeah, 33. Oh, the depths of the riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Paul saying, oh, that I may know him. You know, that I might know the power of his resurrection. And I may know the love of Christ. that I may know him. Yeah, is there more? Yeah, there's more. There's more. You know, Brother Donnie talked about those and in, 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 in faith. You know, there's there's those that are stronger and 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 those that are weaker and uh, there's there's room to grow, isn't there, for all of us? There's room to grow. Um, I told Teresa, I don't know how much longer these pants are going to fit me. You know, there's room to grow. They still got a little bit of room in these pants, but not a whole lot. You know, you remember what what our moms used to do, Donnie? Yeah, you know, we put a pair of pants on, they come back by, <laughs> yeah, you got room. <laughs> There's still some in there. Those will fit you, you know. Um, So we got room to grow. All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer.